welcome ghosts, goblins, and ghoulies to the Street Fight Radio call-in show. We are here every Sunday night as usual, taking calls from all y'all. Want to know what's going on in your world? We are on a new schedule. We're 8 to 10 p.m. Sunday nights. Street Fight call-in show, 614-655-3887. We want to hear from you, know what's going on. Tell us some good uh, Halloween stories. Uh, All-timers, most epic, worst costumes, Uh, or not. Normal street fight stuff. I know that the whole world is unionizing right now, too. I'd love to hear some of that shit. I got asked for spooky stories twice so far this year, and I don't have any. So, I uh, uh, please share some because I'd like to hear one myself. Something personally. spooktacular. Yeah, I never had a spooky story. I don't, I don't really know anything that I was ever... Uh, that's gonna sound wrong. I was gonna say I've never really been scared of anything in my life. Yeah, you you come across that way. I don't think it's not. It's a little <laughs> subtle, but I think people understand that you've never been scared a day in your life. I think we all know that by now. Listening for ten years on the radio, I can't tell a spooky <laughs> story about like an anxiety attack. Though, hey, I thought I had a heart attack last night, no, and then I felt it creeping up my spine. <laughs> yeah, that's my, not- I could feel my blood vessels closing up in my neck. Yeah, it's just not being afraid. I like spooky stories are always, you know, they're always about ghosts and goblins and shit like that. I've never seen a ghost or a goblin. I t- I've told the one story about the time I thought I saw a shadow man, and then I went and told all my friends I thought I saw a shadow man, and they made fun of me for the rest of my fucking life about the shadow man. So, you know, I, I was like, I don't You're know. not alone. I don't believe in shadow, man. Oh, Lots God. of people do. I'm going to... Listen, I know this is considered plugging, but uh, Mancow is all in on some wild conspiracies now that I oh, listen yeah. to today. I mean, he is space aliens. Ooh. But they're demons. They're not really yeah, aliens. That's, that's, that's right. The fucking problem is like... You know, he's like, they have all this, people see these flying saucers, but in the Bible, it says that flying saucers are demons. And you're like, hmm, okay. Good point. So, that, well, it's an angel. A flying saucer is an angel. Let me explain that for you. Okay. Uh, Apparently, in the Bible, it says that uh, uh, angels, cherubs, are circles with lights going around them that can move at speeds Mm. that don't look human, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, those are angels, but also... They're like piles of eyeballs and feathers, right? No. That's what angels are. No, it, dude, it's just a flying saucer. It looks... Uh, what do you think a flying saucer looks like? That's an angel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they did that in... Yeah, I think I've, I've heard that representation before. I also heard this motherfucker... First, he has a doctor on to talk about why the vaccine's bad. And, uh... He asks the doctor what he's a doctor of, and the motherfucker says, uh, uh, chiropractic and holistic medicine. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and then says a bunch of crazy things. And then he has another doctor on, and he's like a, a psychologist, Dr. Keith Ablo, which he's a fucking prime get motivated subject. Okay. Bro. We really need to spend some time with Dr. Keith Ablo. At some point in the future, he is. He looks like a super asshole. He, he looks like a villain. He's like a, human shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell already. I can tell by the way he fucking holds his hand on his chin. Or yeah. his head on his chin. Not a good you know? guy. 
not a good guy um has him on and yeah. and he's a psychologist which by the way unlicensed now because of some me too situations okay which they explain by saying like me too is what they're using to take down the white man so that, keith ablo's on this yeah keith ablo and mancow are on this you really know how to find the worst stuff <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking you're, busy. I'm listening to fucking band count. I'm being innocent. You're pe- like peeling back a rotten log to look at all the bugs underneath. I know. Like, look how disgusting. Look how rotten away. Look how deteriorated this is. This is just filth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Keith Ablo's talking about like serial killers and shit for a minute. And then man cow's like, you do? they're at a party, right? Yeah. Man cow's like, I have a theory on serial killers, and and Keith Ablo's like, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to hear your theory. And he's like, demons. Like, demons cause serial killers. And Ablo's like, I don't think demons. I don't really believe in demons. (laughs) Yeah. So now we got ourselves an argument. But then Keith, strangely enough, and you would never expect this, Keith Ablo backs down and was like, well, maybe it's demons. Uh, You have to. (laughs) thing about it is you can never beat somebody that believes in demons. I know. <laughs> How are you going to prove them wrong? Yeah, well, what can you possibly do? I, I guess. They've heard it all. They've con- they have confronted every single possible explanation. <laughs> they have one. It makes the most sense to them. It doesn't. It's personal preference. You got to live a lot. Like, it's a strange world that we live in because, like, mm. I, I don't, like, think in my life I'm I'm really trying to think of a time in my life where I met a person who believes in demons. Like, I don't think I've ever met a person standing across me standing across from you. If you were like, I believe in demons, I'd be like, that's the first person I ever met that believes in demons (laughs) because I've never fucking had anybody ever say it to me. So when you hear people talking about them in like such a blase way where they're just like, yeah, it's demons. You know, well, the real problem is demons. You're like, that doesn't, I don't know. It's almost like saying it's like, it's almost like saying that like Al Qaeda is a tool of Cobra commander to me (laughs) in a way, you know, it's like a cartoon. It's a horror movie. And that's the only way he can describe shit is in terms of movies. Cause like he has a fucking guy on a show said he went to hell for 23 minutes. So this guy's seen hell. Okay. Best way to explain it. It's kind of like Hellraiser and kind of like a movie called the prophecy and kind of like another, like a John Carpenter movie. And I'm like, Mm, that's a weird (laughs) i don't know how to approach this with you sir well that's a lot of instagram conspiracy theory is based on the idea that all of these creators have come to the to the same idea of hell you know it's that like it's why everybody it's it looks like this because man when you go there this is what it looks like that's why that's what they knew like clive barker knows what it's like to be in hell that's the guy he (laughs) says he keeps saying like clive barker man but you know or is a demon or been haunted no, by demons? No, he's been to hell. He under he knows what hell looks that's, like. Yeah, that's why we love him. And the weirdest Clive Barker fact that listen, I'm going to tell you this might not be a fact. I'm just I'm just going to tell you that this is from the mouth of Eric Mankow Muller, so take it with a grain of salt. He owns in his home a crucifix 
that was actually used in the time of Jesus Christ. Man cow does? No. Clive Barker owns one. Oh. He, like, has one in his house. Yeah, I would pick that up if I could. (laughs) (laughs) I would grab that if I had it, if I had opportunity, if I was at, like, a a sci-fi fiction. He goes to a lot of sci-fi book shows, you know? So that kind of stuff just passes through his hands. Yeah. I don't think there's any of those. Yeah. I mean, and you want to believe it. I mean, people would believe anything. I actually, I went to, um, uh, I went to hang out with your people, and I hated it. I went to the largest knife store in the country, Smoky Mountain Knife Emporium. Oh, I wanted and to it go was there so bad. It is the people there are the worst people you can imagine. And it's just like all that, but um, there. Oh fuck, that was related. I'm sorry. I lost my, my train no, of thought. The knife store sounds sweet. No. Astrologica in the chat has said a solid half of my family absolutely believes in demons. Uh, but yeah, the Clive Barker stuff was really strange because you're like, huh? Uh, so he, because uh, he also claims that he's got a line on John Wayne Gacy's brain yeah. that he could buy John Wayne, like Mancow might buy John Wayne Gacy's brain. And I'm like, that's a cool. He's a collector. He's just such a oh. liar. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Smoky Mountain, the, that place, had an awful thing called a relic room. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. And it was all kinds of pillaged and stolen goods with backgrounds on them. 1700s, you know, 600 BCs, fucking pebbles, arrowheads, uh, Japanese paintings, all of this stuff. And it just all looks... It, there's no... Nobody knows what they're buying in that fucking place. No. Hobby Lobby? Maybe they yeah. got it from Hobby Lobby, right? Because like, they stole a bunch of stuff right. from a rock. I know that. Yeah, I ended up buying a big spider. I got a tarantula, uh, like uh, one to put on my wall, like a a, a real one. Like, yes, like stuffed and like pinned on a thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that's cool. It's. I wonder if it was ever alive again. I never know what. I I just I don't know that, that like. I guess like I would have to say this. I don't believe that clive barker owns a cross from the times of jesus i Why believe not? i believe that clive barker told Mancal that he owns a cross from the times of jesus because Mancal's stupid and like you meet a guy like that dude you can just fucking tell him anything and i'm sure it's fun and like a guy like clive barker could really freak him out you know because again clive barker is he the hellraiser guy yes yeah he came up with hell he he knows exactly what the shit looks like i think you're jealous i think you don't want to believe that he really gets to hang out and, and see all these artifacts it makes me really mad that he hangs out with like people that people I like look up to. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I've only seen a few John Carpenter movies or whatever. I've never seen the thing or any of that stuff. I like, I've only seen a, like a few things that John Carpenter's done, but he's like this, like, he's like this dude that like people really look up to and admire. And then fucking he's hanging out with man cow and it irritates me because why can't I hang out with? John Carpenter. Well, now yeah. he's dead, but I, I would love to hang out with John Carpenter. I think he's dead. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, actually. I don't know. I'm not sure. JC, John Carpenter. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if for me, um, I'm more into believing foolish tales. It kind of sucks to just look shit up anymore. Like, who cares? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I like. Oh, he is alive. John Carpenter's alive. I apologize, everybody, for killing John Carpenter. Um Big news this week. How's that? Brett, 
Big, big fucking news this week. You're going to have to uh, tweet about the, the show because they are all partying right now. Who? The callers. Oh, we don't have any calls? We don't have any calls. Nobody is calling. They are busting a gut. They are going crazy. They're, they're stomping roaches. They're burning the house down. Well, let's give the uh, people in the chat time to call if they want to call. The should, people that are watching live, right? Yeah. We give them a little time. And then if they don't have time, I will post it on yeah. Twitter. Okay. And we can just bullshit anyway. We don't have to take calls. Okay. This is fucking just as easy just to do this. I'm in real heady times. Uh, uh, you know, people who listen to this show have kind of been around from from when my daughter was very young. Very young. Eight? I think eight. Eight. They've heard her talk. Uh, they There's a whole series with her in it. And uh, I am now taking my daughter to look at colleges. So. Wow. That's big. You right? do it this early? Two weeks. In two weeks, I got to go to the University of Cincinnati to look at the college. And... Uh, it's pretty interesting because I don't know what I'm doing. This I don't know. I mean, all the other times I felt like totally prepared. Didn't maybe feel totally prepared in the early days. But like as I had a kid from from like that age of like three or whatever, you know, I just feel prepared for everything she was going to do. Now, this situation, me and Katie didn't. Like, go right to college. Right. We didn't tour a college campus. We didn't, like, talk to our guidance counselors. We didn't have the grades. We didn't have the grades she has. We weren't a part of the amount of clubs yeah. she's a part of. And she's played sports. Where, like, it even is just wild that, like, she's qualified. Like, kind of pretty qualified to go to college now unlike i wasn't at all you know i wasn't ready yeah. to go she's like done all the shit you're supposed to do and what really bugs me about it right now everybody she didn't seem like she's trying that hard everybody who knows her knows she wasn't stressed ever. enough in school no it just shows how easy it could have been to do school Right? Like, if I had done it right, it wasn't going to, like, ruin my whole life, like, my social life. It would have been, like, I mean, she goes to a school that's harder than mine. She takes college prep courses, and she never seems like, I mean, you're, you've been around her. She never seems like she's flipping out or anything <laughs> like that. She's always just kind of like uh, she, does, she studies and reads too much. Never feels like liking. she's doing that. Never feels like she's studying or reading to me. <laughs> I was never studying or reading. I was like, I, when I got home from school, I threw my book bag in the door, didn't even go inside, and then just stayed out until I had to come home. <laughs> well, I like that, like, I, I think, like, one of the things that I can say is, like, how hard is this study and, and reading when she is playing TikToks on her phone and watching TV on her computer? But she's also doing homework. Like, all that time where she's like, I'm studying and I'm reading. Uh-huh. She's watching TV. So, she's an adult. She, this, is how, this is how every successful adult works nowadays. True. You true. have a 
you have a movie going, you have a work laptop going, and then you are also lean over for a sip of TikToks every five or six minutes. <laughs> I mean, that is really my life. Like, not TikToks, but Twitter. Like, I even, I did this the other day while I was recording a podcast. I don't even remember which one I was doing it on, but I had Twitter on a big screen TV. So that while I was recording, I was looking at the camera and every once in a while I'd be like, and you see what's going on over there. And then I have wrestling on the other laptop right next to me and I have to check on that too. So I'm like podcasting, looking at Twitter and also fucking watching wrestling at the same time. Yeah. And like, that's what, I mean, that's what she's doing. You know, she's working efficiently. Yeah. Getting the, getting the job done. I really need help. It's crazy going to school, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea. I I couldn't do it. I didn't have any money. Yeah. My parents also had a bad attitude about it. That's where I got my bad attitude from. Yeah. Um, And they were just like, this is a lot of money, and you're going to be in debt for all this, and do you really want to do this? And they were right, because I wasn't showing any interest in fucking anything, you know? Yeah. I was just choosing something that would look good. But, yeah. I don't know. That's that's cool. Uh, I'm glad she's getting out of Columbus. Maybe. I got to tell you, it really sucks. Yeah, maybe. To never leave is like, I don't know. That's tough. Ah. I feel bad for you sometimes. I do have the feeling like, I'm like, man, you never got to get away from it and like not have to wake up inside of it every fucking day or know that you're yo-yoing back to it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I always think about like, I should have left when I was 18. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe I'd be here now. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it makes it. Maybe I'd be here now and be very happy with it. But like, I like think a lot about God. If we didn't tour, I know. Like and, how little of this world I would have seen in 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 like my life. Like that was nagging at me before we started touring. Absolutely. It's just like fuck, I never been to New York. I never been to fucking Philadelphia. I never been to California or Seattle or any of these places. I I feel a little better now that I've done a lot of traveling, but like, fuck, I I think you got to leave when you're 18 and then maybe come back in two years, four years or something. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you can leave whenever, but I did love, I mean, leaving is important and it was good for me, but I came back and I I do like it here. It is comfortable. I know that all the good stuff to do. Like, I know how to have the best day because there's, like, all of my favorite things are happening. I went to the Wexner Gallery today. It's free on Sundays. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking quiet in there. It's so amazing. The art is always so incredible. I've seen uh, uh, countless exhibitions that go on to be, like, really big artists that I see in other other places. And uh, it was so fucking nice to go. And uh, my favorite food, all that shit. It's It's... But at the same time, it's like also it's just a bad for my vibes, my energy, for my life. It's just I can't live through the gray weather. Yeah. And the cold is killing me. I actually this week is um was really a shit sandwich. No way, a reverse shit sandwich. What is that? Like shit sushi or something? It's like a There's like a, something good on the inside down. surrounded by shit. That's like a, a KFC double down of, of shit. Shit with whatever was in the middle of that. It yeah. was like chicken on top of chicken and then with something in the middle. Yeah. 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 I was supposed to go on vacation to the to the mountains and it rained for 36 hours straight and it was just cold and miserable and wet and 
the exact temperature that I fucking hate. Everything I hate about the fucking weather was happening all at once. And it fucking sucked. But I, on the end of it was, uh, um, so I, on Monday, I got yelled at. I was supposed to get a talking to, but I got yelled at. And then I go on this vacation. Today, yesterday, as we're leaving, um, somebody backs into my fucking rental car. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm genuinely worried about it because uh, I saw it. And uh, they did hit it. They got it. They got a hit real good. Uh, yeah. And it was, it sucks because I was hanging, like, I was with somebody that's not a stranger, but someone that I'm not around all the time. And I'm literally dying on the inside. Like, I feel like I'm just boiling in the pits of hell. And I just want to get away. And I just, fe- I was such a bastard and was just so, just fucking ruined. Like, I was just miserable and, and just, I needed to be alone by myself to just fucking cuss and scream and be so mad about it and get it out of my system. And I felt like I couldn't get away from it, you know? It's like when me, we went on that trip to Pigeon Forge or wherever fuck we went and my car fucked up like three quarters of the way there yes. and like all the I way could, there yeah yeah all five days do. of that just yeah. sitting there just going what's gonna happen what's gonna you're just saying it over and over i'm still in the middle of it right now yeah just the sitting f- around thinking about yeah I, I mean i'm overextended as it is and thinking about the holidays like i'm gonna have to cash in on some how about you don't get me a present and that's a present for me like i'm gonna feel like trying to do some of those deals because I, it, this guy backs into the fucking rental car. We're in Kentucky. He's, which is a no, a halfy no fault state. Michigan is an all the way no fault state and Ohio is like a tort state. And so now I am just going, I'm sitting and waiting to figure out what this, this blend of three states insurance laws are going to fuck me over with. And if I have to fucking claim this on my insurance, I'm screwed. Like I'm just fucking cooked. I'm fucking throwing my car away. I'm selling it. I'm auctioning it and getting a nice fucking e-bike that's really reliable that it won't fucking break on me like the one I used to have this summer did. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. That is like having, oh God. Yeah. I know. I know the anxiety. It's like an anxiety feeling that just never goes away. You know, if you were like, I kept walking out and walking around <laughs> yeah. the car the whole fucking yeah. time. Like there's nothing I could fucking do, man. I'd be like, let's go fucking put oil in the car. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just let's change something else real quick. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything we can really do? Put some oil in it, I guess. Uh, uh, kick it. Let's, maybe? let's spruce up these, uh, these, uh, spark plugs yeah and i felt like i know the feeling man you you just feel like nothing i like my car just got hit twice so or well not my car didn't get hit it was that guy's fault they yeah. hit your car but it oh, hit yeah. the front of it which is a real motherfucker because it's hard to convince people that it's not your fault because yeah. they hit the front of the car. Right. <laughs> and that becomes, like, fault, I guess, in some way. I don't really know. I don't know how any of that shit works. I don't want to... Th- I know. It's driving me fucking nuts. And I'm, like, trying to be good. Like, I'm trying to be decent, and I just am, cannot keep it together. I was felt like such an asshole. But it's just, like... I don't know. I want to be my best self, but I really can't get there's like all this shit is fucking weighing on me. And uh, this was, like, the, the cherry on top for a real shitty week. Yeah, man. So we'll yeah, see. That we'll sucks. See shit. How I'm going to hell. 
how you're going to hell. <laughs> that's a spooky story, though, you just told. Yeah, that's a real spooky story. Because especially because you know what they did? They were like, do you want the uh, $20 a day, uh, just our insurance, anything happens at all, you just walk away? And I was like, no. Because I can't. Aff- I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to pay like $180 for protection. God. But God, if I could go back in time. If I had one shot at a time machine, I would just go back to <laughs> last Monday when I declined the insurance on that fucking car. Damn, I I declined the insurance the last time I got one done. Well, my just my deductible's too high and I didn't change it and I was just playing too much games. I was too much doing too much gambling because I got I had a, I had a claim earlier this year with the catalytic converter and then so I figured there's no way it's going to come up my number again, you know. Yeah, that's the thing about it, man, is like you really it stinks to pay for it, but paying for that low deductible insurance is like I know, always I'm, I'm the going way to do go. it and it sucks to fucking put the money out it's extra there. every month it's i taking know money out of my mouth that's taking money out of my fucking food budget out of I, my cheese board budget same here but if, fucking if you have a propensity like i do to have car trouble yeah i'm in it i'm in the club <laughs> i'm with you now I'm, i mean these things i'm a car trouble kid <laughs> Yeah, that's the club. I'm in. Katie, I'm a car trouble kid too. Plenty. I tomorrow. I gotta take my motherfucking other car tomorrow to get fixed. I'm gonna be out with a fucking vehicle all week long. Jesus. Over a bad fix on that fucking catalytic converter. Katie fucking texts fighting for my life. Katie texts me like two days or last week, and I'm we're broke, and I'm like looking at the bank account and being like, "Mm, I don't know. I'm not really sure how we're gonna. I don't know how we're gonna get to payday. Here, yeah, Tuesday, we're fine. Don't nobody think I'm freaking out or anything like that. I have enough money to get me until payday. But when you look at it, you're kind of like, ah, man, I'm not gonna be able to go out to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's stuff like that, you know. Yeah, like I'm gonna have yeah. to eat bean burritos for dinner twice, yep. maybe this week or something. Yeah, can't let that bag salad go bad. Yep, I bought it. I gotta eat it. Yeah. So like, but she texts me while I'm going through the whole like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to figure this money situation out and stuff like that. And she's like, we need new tires on the car. And oh I was no. Like, yeah, I know. We Rice have a fucking slow leak, okay? We've had one since we bought it. We should have... What we should have fucking done is the day we bought it with a fucking slow leak in the tire, we should have been like, hey, right there's back. a slow leak in this tire. Can you put a new tire on it? We didn't do that because you know why? Because you have to take the car back and deal with the fucking dealership and go I through know. all that shit. They'd have done it for free. I know. I know they would have done it for free. But I didn't want to fucking do it. I didn't want to be there. Yeah, I agree. No rigmarole. That's what this, <laughs> whole, this whole thing is rigmarole. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail over this. They're yeah. going to require that I send some sort of documents before November 14th, and I'm going to go to fucking jail when I don't do it. This is no way that this is going to work out for me at all. I do not want to deal with this. That fucker hit me. I, I should have just knocked his lights out and stole his phone? wallet. Yeah, I got his okay. info. But I should have just fucking did a hate crime on him and, like, got out of there. Because <laughs> he's never going to suffer for this. No. And he just basically, like, knocked $500 out of my pocket. Like, he just backed up into me and, like, squirted $500 out of my fucking bank he account. Ruined your, <laughs> he ruined your trip. Yes. He fucking, it's still ruining your trip currently. You're not even on a trip. We're sitting in a fucking studio. We're in the same fucking room. His trip's still ruining. It's yeah. still consistently ruined. 
right now. So, I, hey, you know, that that is, do you remember that trip? I, th- I am fucking so <laughs> on your wavelength right now because that trip we took out to Pigeon Forge, do you remember I got home, I took the car to the dealership. They said, we fixed it. I pulled out of the dealership and got one yeah. mile down the road and realized they didn't fix it and had to fucking turn around and go back. Yeah, that was the kickoff to the anti-Kia crusade. Yeah, yeah. I know where you're at, man. I know where you're yeah. at. We're just like, it just it just shits and shits and shits on you <laughs> right in a row. And you're just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I man. know. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be doing UPS in the middle of the night for Christmas, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to be doing too. motherfucking DoorDash. Like, I will be out there hustling. Gwen is like, I'm thinking about going to college in Boulder, Colorado. So we're going to have to take a college tour in Boulder, Colorado and do Christmas. I got to fly to fucking Boulder. And then Katie's like, yeah. Gwen's like, I'd really like to have both of you there to see it. You know, Brian, you went to college. Katie, you're my mom. I really love you. And I'm like, this is a one parent situation. If if we're going to go to Boulder. Really? (laughs) I'm no, all three of us. Like, uh, I think we have some Street Fight credits. If you check, I think I can help you out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I again, like, who knows what she what she decides? I mean, she's she's still going back and forth on major. You know. Maybe, oh yeah, I wouldn't worry about that at maybe all. Maybe wants to be a designer because she knows two designers and they're six. Well, you know, living the life. Two designers and or or and this I think is an enormous mistake. Uh early education. When I've always said high school education is if you're gonna teach, teach high school. That's my and I've uh, never taught ever, but if you're gonna teach, it's gotta be high school, my man. Here, here's what I would say. And my difference is uh I would rather be out younger be around younger kids because they can hand they require a gentle touch. They require a gentle touch. You're around them, you're interacting with them, you have to you're being sweet, you're being nice, you're being caring, you're being concerned about them. Older ones, smart mouse and stuff, like they can I don't know, I feel like I could just hate them more. It's easier to fucking hate teenagers than young kids. And if you're going to be working with them all day, I'd rather be around young kids because I can't hate them the way I hate teenagers. I don't know, man. I I find teenagers to be very easy to talk to. And I think if you want to be a teacher, you want to... How, how do I describe it, man? Like, I think the part... We got some calls, too. Cool. I think the part about being in... And like teaching or teaching elementary schools and shit like that is like, I don't know. They kids like they smell bad. Yeah. Um, They got finger stinkies. Yeah. They got poop in their butt and everything. They, they, if you can yell at a teenager and just be like, you know, Hey, you son. Hey, Buster Brown. Yeah. You can give a teenager hell. You can't do that with some fucking little kid if you're a teacher, man. I remember when I used to volunteer at the kindergarten. Yeah. At the kindergarten. There were like two or three bad kids in this kindergarten. And I didn't know how to fuck to deal with them. But what I would do when I volunteered is I'd sit at a table and then they'd cycle the students around tables. So 
you got to talk to every single kid in the class. They come around and you teach them how to do a project or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Oh man, every time one of those bad kids, I'd be just watching them across the room like, oh, fuck, they're going to be at my table soon and I'm going to have to deal with this fucking bad kid. I can't yell at him. I can't I, tell him to straighten up. I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, I had a pet snake as a kid. So like, I'm pretty good at taking just like one, like my, my index finger and my thumb and just like grasping their wrist real quick. Like when their arms start going flying and they want to start swinging sharp shit and pencils and stuff, <laughs> I'm just like, I just like slow it down, stop it now, hands, keep your hands down. Yeah. No swinging them around people's faces and shit like that. No fucking scissors in the air. None of we that also, shit. We also have kids. And, like, our kids are all, like, relatively... I know, the, the chillest. They're the easiest kids to deal with. Other people's kids are... I know, hellacious. They get wild, Oh, dude. my God. They have no restraint. I've been in some situations... I know. ...where you're just like, what? And like, a kid walks up to you and punches you in the dick or something. <laughs> I know, I know. you're just like, hey, don't punch me in the dick. It's what I always complain about with people and their dogs. You come in the house and a fucking dog starts yeah. biting you and shit. They're like, oh, the dog likes you. And I'm like, I don't like the fucking dog. Hattie, 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 come <laughs> on, Hattie. And it's just like scratching up your fucking pants and yeah. shit. Yeah, it's the same thing with some people's kids will just like, man, they'll fucking throw something at you. and yeah. just, They'll look you right in the motherfucking face and throw something right at <laughs> yeah. you. And then you'll just be like, I, I you like hope you because you don't want to say your kid your bad kid just threw something at <laughs> right you right to a parent so you just hope to god they saw yeah you just look for like who saw that <laughs> i mean you're, i'm allowed to do what i'm about to do right <laughs> yeah. i'm allowed to hold hold them firmly and then get them away from me before i fucking blow up yeah little kids are tough man That's yeah they're they're awful i love them i love being around they're, them they're and seeing them they're the goblins they're the ghoulies they're actually ghoulies. All right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? <gasps> is it me? Sure it's you. Is. Who's Hi. this? Um, this is Cora in Connecticut. Cora. In Happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I am terrified. <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> ooh, my husband and I watched um, Nightmare on Elm Street for the first time this year. All, went through all of them. I wonder Ooh. if you have a definitive rating. And oh, man. we think number two is our favorite. Um, number three is my favorite forever. Um, I'm with it, Brett. It gets the culture down. Uh, Kincaid is really great. And um, I like that that whole – the comedy is there, uh, but it's not as like Looney Tunes when you get to like five and shit. Whenever he's flying on the broom, when is that? <laughs> I can't remember when that one is. That's when five. You want to hear a story about Nightmare on Street 5? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the very first time me and my wife made a connection with each other, like a real, like, I think together. We were watching Nightmare on Elm Street 5. I had just yelled at her for interrupting my wrestling. And uh, when the wrestling ended, uh, we went in my room and she laid on the floor and I laid on the bed. <laughs> that sounds bad now when I say it. But <laughs> you knew what you were doing. <laughs> she, lay <laughs> she laid on the floor and I laid on the bed. We watched Nightmare on Elm Street on part five and uh she was like oh my god i'm so scared of this movie hold my hand so i did and uh i always have had like a really great 
like uh, uh, orgasm when you watch it thing in my head <laughs> for that movie. Um, all, but I three and four because there's a part in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four where Freddy turns this weightlifting girl into a roach and uh-huh. then squashes the roach motel and a goo comes out of the roach motel and he says roaches. And the, the motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so part four I love because it also had a death in it that really scared me and it is the girl with asthma when Freddie kills the girl oh. with asthma in school and he sucks all the oxygen out of her body. Uh-huh. But but I got to say, part two, uh, I sort of feel like I should watch that movie again because as a kid, uh, I didn't really, I didn't, I, I hated it because it doesn't fit with the other, it doesn't fit with the other movies and that really bugged me for some reason so i'm curious of like yeah i mean what made you like part two the dance the sexy little dance it's so (laughs) funny and that i don't i can't remember the actor's name but he's so funny and cute we just loved him i watched the doc about nightmare on elm street too i just did not like i remember hating that movie so so much as a kid. Um, I gotta say, his personal favorite, one that I really fell in love with was uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare in 94 because I was like 10 then and we could rent it and constantly watch it over and over again. So that me and my sister were really into that one. And then uh, Freddy vs. Jason is just like an all-time great. That's uh, Freddy vs. Jason is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And somebody asked me what my favorite horror movies were. And, uh, I can actually list them for you. Cause I, it was Q Mars asked me my favorite, my 10 favorite horror movies. And, uh, I think you'd be interested in this. Cause you can tell how little of a horror movie guy I am, uh, by hearing this. So I'll just read them like real quick because I think like y- you can see how, how fucking, uh, Okay, so it is Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Lost Boys, Interview with a Vampire, Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. uh, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, yeah. Halloween 2018, Wow. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, Cabin in the Woods, Drag Me to Hell, and Child's Play. 2019. No. <laughs> yeah. 2019. Oh. But I for, I forgot I loved Ma, too. Yeah, tw- Child's Play 2019 was great. So those are just the 10 horror movies you've seen. I haven't seen a lot of horror movies, <laughs> but those are the 10 I like the most. Okay. Like, Nightmare on... Uh, those are all good. I, wa- I would watch any of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, you liked part two. Did you watch the doc about part two? No, it's, it's on my list. So, yeah, it's really good. What was that? It's kind of built its own little cult. (laughs) That's true. Outside of the other movies. So do you, what's your favorite kill in the Nightmare on Elm Street series? I like the cheesy ones. I think the, the third one, he's on the beach. He shows up in the dream and it's like, she's on the beach tanning and she falls in quicksand and he like steps on her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, 
pretty Classic. funny. I, I like the funny one. Same here. I think that's why the, the motorcycle very good body horror. Yeah, the motorcycle. Like what? Uh, the the motorcycle one and the pool one in that movie are are like the big ones to me. But another one that is truly truly scary i do believe this is nightmare on elm street part three is the guy where freddie slits his whole arm and then his veins come up and then freddie's doing a marionette oh, with yeah. him Fuck, that's, that scared me so much when i was a kid so fucking much oh like I don't let my wife touch my wrist or my neck in <laughs> yep. 2021, and it that might have something to do with it. I I have, if somebody touches my wrist or my neck, uh, I freak out than your wife. What they've gotten more intimate than your wife. Um, <laughs> she has. You know what I mean. But I don't. I my neck is like a no go zone for every person in the world. You're super ticklish. Well, I am You're very ticklish. It's not ticklish. It's yeah, because it makes I don't you want you to slice it. Oh, I. You know what I do to my kid? Uh, if she's laying in a position where like her arteries are open, I will slice her on the neck and then go like I do like a samurai slice across her throat and then pretend all the blood's coming out. Oh, <laughs> she, she likes it. Yeah, that's that is uh, something. But I'm I'm glad you watched these. They're really good movies. They're Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, really changed like my uh, like it's the first time I ever saw a horror movie in my life was Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2 uh, I was I think 8 I would have had to have been 8 and uh, it really scared the fucking shit out of me but I was there when 3 came out and 4 I saw Freddy's Dead in the theater in 3D because it was 3D. Mm-hmm. I had to see that one in the theater. My dad wouldn't take me. My parents wouldn't take me, so it had to be another friend's parents. <laughs> Remember how you do that? Convince them. <laughs> Convince the negligent parent to yeah. let you go to Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, I. Uh, I. I also would say my very earliest horror mo- memories are Freddy, in that like going to sleep. If he could get you is one of the most scariest concepts that there is. There's really nothing beats it. If you dream it, it becomes real. And then you think of all this crazy shit in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. It's really hard to think of anything that's like much. It's really hard to think of a, a scarier concept. I mean, I, I also, uh, I like the late Jason, the late Friday, the 13th. Like I said, yeah. part seven's my favorite one. I like Manhattan. I, that one's good too. I love that one. That's where he punches that guy's head off. Yeah, it is that the boat one? Right. Yeah, he gets on a boat. boat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yacht. Yeah. No, but seven is where seven was actually supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. Uh, that was seven was going to be Freddy versus Jason, but they pulled out at the last minute, so they just tr- they just made uh, the woman from the movie. Uh, um, psychic and, and ESP. So, and there's he he's he zips a, a woman up in a sleeping bag and slams her up against the tree, and 
that had such a profound effect on me when I was a little kid. Yeah. Seeing that. So, yeah. Uh, That's an all-timer. What, uh, do you have any other favorite ones? Yeah, what did you discover through watching, through this uh, journey? Well, I wasn't allowed to watch them when I was a kid, so they were, like, really hyped up, and... It, it, it's silly, but it is scary. Like you, you're never sure if it's a dream. I, I was constantly like, "Wait, are they awake right now?" <laughs> that is the yeah. It gets, like I never makes your skin crawl. Bastard of a thousand suns. I mean, that is really the smartest thing they did in those movies because, like, you you don't know if something fucked up's gonna happen. There is like no change between. Sort sort of like there's no real change in the uh, movie, so it's uh it's like wow. seamless. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You never know if somebody's asleep, which is really fucking scary. All right. All right. Well, thank you for your thought. Yeah, appreciate Happy it. Happy Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. Horror movies all all year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy uh, Halloween. Have a good. You have a good night too, Cora. Cora, thanks. I don't like that. I don't like that. People you, don't ask us enough about movies. You watch any spectacular movies this holiday season? The B Man, you asking? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh. Mostly. Uh. True crime. Shit. We watched a a series about. Um. Repressed memories. It was a little fucking spooky. Uh, Katie was watching um, Alfred Hitchcock the other day, which I thought was a little bit weird, but uh, I get it. You know, yeah, I think people like him. I've never seen any. He's got a good. He's got a good reputation. <laughs> it's black and white. So <laughs> what? It's black and white. And oh old. yeah. People talk funny in old movies. I'm sorry. I, now people are going to be so irritated about that. But I don't like how people talk no. funny in old movies. And no, they're going to call you brave and strong for coming out and saying what everyone thinks. They're going to agree with you. That's definitely not going to happen. Mm, we'll definitely see. not. We'll see. Um. All right. Next call. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh hey, can you hear me? Um, yes. This is this is OK Fox. Uh, we we talked briefly once on the Art and Labor podcast. Yeah. Nice to talk with you guys again. Thanks for coming <laughs> in. Hi. Oh yeah, I I I saw you guys were like, oh, people aren't calling in. They're all out, and I I am in today because I was out all yesterday. <laughs> Very awesome. tired. What do you do? <laughs> um, I I saw uh. A, Oh, I had to go to a, a drag show, but it was for work. Um, but that was fine. It was very fun. It was a lot of like old people doing drag, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, that was, was really cute. And uh, then I went and saw a, a double feature. I saw um, uh, Tatane, Tatane. I don't know how to say it. It's French. Yeah. It's the car fucker movie. <laughs> um, and then oh, I yeah. saw Possession. <laughs> yeah. Kasai told me to see it. I'm the, putting it on my list. The car fucker movie? That yeah. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, you can buy that one. It, uh, yeah, I heard that one's really fucking twisted and weird. And uh, I am. It's I, weird. It's it, weird. 
It's <laughs> is it body horror because I mean it's body, having, it's absolutely body horror, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> having a body is the ultimate horror to me anyway. So hundred <laughs> percent. I hate having a body. Uh, it's the I worst. Mean, I very much agree. I mean, I um, I'm not against body horror movies, and I didn't I didn't even like hate Tatane, um, but I did think it was really like turfy, like in the classical sense of like turf. You know what I mean? Like the kind of like old school feminist, like who doesn't who is like act like legit a feminist, but like just hates trans people. Like you know what I mean? Like they're feminists, but only for cis women. Yeah, uh, like that's kind of how I felt about the movie. Too. Yeah, I gotta check well, it, it out. It kind of, it, it kind of, I yeah, it, yeah. I feel like it could be interpreted as, as anti-sex worker as well. I'm like less. I yeah, I I wasn't looking that well for it, but yeah, no, I think I about know. it. Yeah, kind of. Those, those people were always complaining about porn and shit, and OnlyFans, the ones that I yes, saw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, well, the movie, it, like the main character, is a sex worker. Um, oh, so okay. yeah, it could it 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 does uh, it does come into play for sure. It's 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 very much a movie about um, about sexuality and gender, and it's and it's ambiguous in all these different ways. Um, but I think like a lot. I think it has a through line that um, is, is very anti-trans, I think. Um, okay. I, but regardless, it's really interesting to watch. Um, and I don't, I, and I honestly don't, don't hate it, you know, uh, even though I'm trans myself, I, I think, I think it's like a misguided attempt at understanding trans people. Maybe it's not like, I think it's, maybe it's like turf light or something. It's not like overt. I don't know. It's hard Intriguing. to say, but like watching, yeah. Watching Possession after it was um, a really interesting double feature. I recommend. <laughs> What's Possession? <laughs> oh, Possession is um, this old fucking. Uh, it's from eighty one. Uh, it's um, what is it like? Uh, I forget. Like it's 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 European. It's it, is it in. Fucking French? Did I watch two French movies? I'm getting confused. Polish, it I happens. think, actually. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, it it's about like uh, divorce, actually, and it's really horrific. Oh, um, no. well, yeah, and there's I don't demons. Know if I can do that as well. <laughs> I mean, it might be cathartic, but it's also like really fucked up. It's like it's about like um, abuse too, like the like it's 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 not like a typical divorce sure horror it's all it's a, a divorce where there's been like serious like who knows what fucked up stuff took place but then there's also like demons and it's really crazy and also body horror that's um that's a great combination <laughs> yeah that's it's possession from 81 yeah yeah yeah, that was saying um, like the the uh, new the new horror movies do such a good job of relating like they sprinkle a little a little bit of real life and then they also twist it into something supernatural that just becomes like makes your skin crawl, disgusting, horrific. You know uh, the A twenty four stuff that I've seen been watching recently. Like, so this sounds like a good uh, a good older version of that. Yes, I think it's much better than um, Tatane and and kind of covering similar themes because there's there's also there is like 
certain queer characters in it. Um, okay. You know, the, it's um, yeah, I won't spoil it at all because I think you should watch it. It's good. All right. Um, it's on my list. And it's, it's also like, it's, it's also like very like um, interest. Like it's, it's very, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of like really artistic shots and like uh, strange, like artifice of the times that I think um, make it a really compelling film for sure. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was rant, just ranting about that. No, no, we need this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, so yeah, horror, horror. And um, I mean, I, cause I've been thinking about Halloween and gender a whole lot mm. and like, so the the area that I live um, is like um, it's one of those like suburbs in the middle of a city places that have a lot of reactionaries in it, okay. um, and you know a lot of you'll you'll see a lot of like Punisher skulls, um, uh, and and like some of it is Blue Lives Matter and some of it is just like um, superhero fans or whatever. Um, and, and it can be hard to tell. It can, it can be hard to tell sometimes. Um, and they like boast about having like a really old, like Halloween parade here and stuff like that. And I just noticed like everybody dresses like, um, in like a kind of hot topic style, um, and like have like, you know, crazy clown motifs and um, like kind of all year round. And like, <laughs> I just think it's like, there's something interesting about it and kind of theatrical about Halloween. Uh, I, and I mean, the people that make it I don't know. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was, <laughs> when I was like a teenager, you know, turning eight, uh, it was probably closer to like 18, 19, 20. Um, I always wanted to get a tattoo, uh, but I, I, I like couldn't afford it. But the tattoo I was going to get was a uh, clown standing with his hands behind his back and a battle axe in his hands. <laughs> nice. I love it. So I probably could shed some light on, on to why uh, uh, it's. Well, I, it's twisted. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I would, I would love that because, you know, I, the reason, yeah, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a long time street fight fan, but I, I was just thinking about getting into your new metal podcast because I've, uh, I've been trying to like study Limp Bizkit, like the new oh, album. The new and album also so it's, St- I love sucks. it. I think it's yeah, st- still sucks. Is, it's a good one. It's so fucking good. That song, uh, turn it up, bitch is an incredible song. <laughs> I, I love it. I love snacky poo. Um, I love, um, I, <laughs> I love like the, the, well, the, the raps are way better than the other tracks for sure. I feel like the, the rap songs are actually good. And then the other songs are like fun, but bad. I, I also uh, having Limp Biscuit do an NXS cover on their album is just, yeah. So there's, it's, it's a good album. You know, the, the smartest thing in the world that they could have ever done is make it a 32 minute album. No songs longer than three minutes. Just you get in, Very you smart. get I out. Agree. And, uh, they're fun. They're mm-hmm. a bunch of gag gift jokes. Huh? Make a bunch of gag gift jokes. Yeah, they're fun. They're, it's a fun album. It's really fun. And prank call on it. 
by the way, which everybody knows that uh, prank calls the highest form of art. Um, but I, yeah, uh, well, it's, 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 you know, like the, that um, kind of, you know, the ICP apparently also released a new album uh, today, which I have not heard, um, but I feel like very much goes hand in hand with this kind of like mass, um, I like, kind of hot like it's not just like new metal revival it's also like a whole entire like hot run the gamut hot topic revival happening yeah it's just generic cult that's being yeah harvested to make money it's just all being like yeah one big thing people think that like evanescence is emo now because of tiktok damn well yeah very true very true it is weird. It is. It's. It's like nostalgia for s- this. This time around, I find it even a little bit stranger that it is like nostalgia for something that. I mean, a lot of people hate. Yeah, like people that are liking it now almost hated it. Like, oh, I respect it now because it's it's like still around. I guess no. Being goth in the nineties meant people threw food at you in the lunchroom, and you just had to like not fight back and just be treated like That's shit. Right. And get called weird. This is the same thing in my <laughs> school. Right. It was the goth kids and the skater kids. Yeah, you, you were just fucked treated with constantly like trash, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, I, I had the I had the same experience. So I grew up listening to to new metal when I was in you know uh, middle school, elementary school. Cause I'm a little younger, but I, you know, I had a little flame beanie that I wore every day nice. and I had my CD player and I was, I love the offspring. I love Limp Bizkit, but like my, the thing is like my entry to, to Limp Bizkit was, um, anime music videos because I love anime and, yeah, and just, I love, I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> just found out about this. I just found out about this last week. Actually, it's so weird that you brought this up because me and John uh, on, on the new metal podcast, we, we review a single. It's a culture. Yeah. Twice a month we review a single and this month the, per- the single, the person paid 20 bucks to get us to review a single. The single was pardon me by incubus. And I told John, like, I don't even have to mm-hmm. listen to that song. I know every word of it is seared in my brain. And you know what? It, you know what it was though? They were like, oh, oh. yeah. Um, my, I, I, my request is actually that you watch some of these Dragon Ball Z pardon me videos. Yes. Oh. Brilliant. So, brilliant. Whoever did that is a brilliant person. Worth I've, every penny. Yeah. So then John told me that he looked into some of it. And that, like, there is, like, a weird, like, new metal anime video thing. Like, that they A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I never I'm watched I'm telling it. you, I was part of it, Brian. Brian, I grew up doing, like, you download it from LimeWire, and, like, it was pre-YouTube. Or, or like, you, there are, like, you know, personal websites that collect the AMVs, and you, like, you find the songs you like, you find the animes you like, and it's two things together as one. Who could, who could ask for more? It's wonderful. I just can't <laughs> believe like, because, you know, I, I never was an anime guy, but you know, obviously super new metal guy. And this had never crossed my path ever. And now right. in, in two, in two weeks, 
it's been brought up to me. And now, now that you've brought it up, I feel like mm-hmm. this is like a cultural thing that a lot of Brian, people it are, is. I know, but I can't believe <laughs> that like it's this thing. I know, but it's, it's because it's the, it's a generation after you. Sorry. I, I, I'm like a little like on a delay or something. Uh, right. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, the, uh, the, um, uh, you know, I'm 30. Uh, I'm a little younger, I think. So I think it's like this weird bridge in between some generations happening. Well, yeah. And if I could just make a, a very qu- like quick um, plug, I actually do a, a stream with a, a group of people. Just it's a privately in a discord. Um, uh, but we do an AMV club and we like watch and review AMVs and stuff like, and think, and think about like, did you ever encounter this one when you were younger or like whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, it, is, it is, it is neat to think of though. Cause like when I was a kid, kid, I was looking up to like hair metal shit to like gun, when I was like five, six, seven, you know, but like there was kids that knew right. metal was like the most dangerous shit ever. And they were 10, you know, nine to 12 years old. They weren't teenagers at the mall stealing shit. They still had to go to like forced soccer practice and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it just, to me, it's like, so now it, now that I've learned that like, because what an odd song to put with an action and like a Dragon Ball Z video incubus, pardon me, being overlaid. It actually but, works on it works really well. It seems perfect. If you watch Dragon Ball Z, bursting. it makes a lot of sense. There's so much bursting into flames. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm blown away by this. I, I really I just it's one of those things that it's such an odd thing. I never heard about it in my life. And now I've heard about it twice in two weeks. And uh, um, I'm, I'm going to look into some of this because I. Uh, well, listen, Brian, uh, I'll, I'll DM you a lot of my research and I'm happy <laughs> to help in any way I can um, with your getting like trying to get more context for this, because this is literally something I study and I'm very interested in and like write about and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's, so that's cool. but in particularly why I wanted to call you because you're such a, an expert in the more new metal stuff that I I know less about, but I'm like trying to research more. Like I don't really know the history of new metal as well. I just like I know what I listened to when I was a kid, and like and then also like I'm part of this like kind of scene that like it's like it's kind of like queer rave and like and. Like me, it was like me and my group of friends from college. Like we went to SUNY Purchase, which I'm sorry if your daughter isn't going to state school because state school is so much cheaper. <laughs> and it's like, and at a state school, you encounter like a lot more different types of people. You know what I mean? Because there's so many kids there who like um, are not from rich families that go there. Um, so you, you meet a lot of interesting people. Um, and we had this like group that like, we never really stopped listening to like new metal stuff. And like, we would, and like maybe some of, some of the time it was ironic or some people thought it was ironic sometimes, but like that line between like sincerity and irony, like was always like shifting around and it doesn't really matter. Ultimately, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know personally, like, if there is any difference be 
I don't think there's much of a difference between liking something sort of in an ironic way and in a real way. Um, like, I enjoy a lot of the stuff. Like, it feels to me like I enjoy stuff that in a way that could be perceived as like an ironic way. But I get so much like real joy out of you know, whatever I'm into at the time. It, liking like, the worst stuff. Right. You really like that people are disappointed that you like the worst stuff. It is. I, well, I mean, but hate. I do love like that. Says nothing what it's about, about but, right? that, but, but then the quality of what you like is not good. Just because you enjoyment out of it doesn't mean that Limp Bizkit's comeback <laughs> is good. It's not good musically, but it does provide joy to aging men. I mean, everybody's digging I think that's Not fair. popular. Not mommy. <laughs> Listen, it's good. I People mean, I, I think that's very, the show that's as very well. fair, Brett. Yes, I, I think I think that's really fair, Brett. And um, and you know, I'm just, you know, I'm like the kind of in between. I'm like I'm a trans guy, so I'm like it's a it's a strange it's a like experience joke. of masculinity. It's but, a real fun joke. It's um, like a slumber party but, thing for boys. I like it. Whatever, it's fun. I get it. But, it's not for me. But, did you did you listen to the track on the new album Love the Love the Hate? No, I I've not I given the new album. One. I haven't given it a chance. I've only heard the dad vibes where he talked about having a shitty diaper and I was out of it. He says Freddy. <laughs> that song is that the song where he says you're a Freddy? Because uh big fan of that line. Fredache. <laughs> Sorry, I just fun went to, to laugh and, cool? break, and break shit, right? I mean, you have to have somebody to react against, and it's me. I, I'm the, the arbiter of good taste and and uh, art and the pursuit of greatness. And you're saying fuck you right to my face for by liking Limp Bizkit. I mean, no, I, no, Brett, I, Brett. There's there's different scales of taste for everything, and I think if there's been this culture of new metal, then they have to if they really want to be a culture, embrace artistic critique and really take that to heart. So it's like, I would maybe counter that the production, as far as like rap production, ca recapturing that time um, of like over a decade ago, right. was like the out, the, the, the album that it kind of sounds like is is really interesting to me that they're able to kind of recapture, even in like the, the cover art of the album, like, recapturing like um 90s bad photoshop aesthetic and stuff like that like that to be able to um to show that artifice i think is artistic in its own way um, um but you got me you know as far as like the grand scheme uh, the grand scheme of music i i completely understand well i would say you got me there you got me there in regard that um uh i also feel like i can beat any new wave of hotness by just going a little bit closer back in time so like 20 years ago is really cool mm. right now 10 years ago is ancient cruddy, but if you go back and embrace it and bring it up and can make it relevant, then it seems new again. You know, it's still, people are going to like 2010 and 2030. People are going to be all about it. You know, uh, I mean, I, that's what I've oh, understood I, about I, I culture my whole life now. Like what people are into, it happens over and over. There's no way to stop it. Uh, and you, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what I think too is like, it's a little, the, it's just very 2011 vibes. Uh, which, you know, I was very 2011 at one point, you know, I was living the 2011 lifestyle. Me too, baby. Me too. 
Shit, 2011. It, 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 it's interesting that, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, there's all of these, like, cultures that connect in ways that you wouldn't expect. Like, you know, the, the, because, like, the, the group that I was in that, you know, we were, we were doing, like, kind of, like, nightcore versions of like Lincoln Park and Limp Bizkit and the, like Lincoln Park is another like key um brick in the like anime connection as well of course oh, yeah. absolutely you know um and and so like that it, it kind of all makes sense to me like a, a a bunch of my friends like do like um I don't I don't know how to describe it it's like oh like we had like a drag show and it was called Harsh Noise Beat Bass Mm-hmm. And so it was like a drag show, but also noise. And a lot of like that kind of like mixture was like happening where like we would be doing like, you know, um, our art, art about like growing up on the internet, which was yeah. like being a part of like all of these weird little communities and then like going to a show sometimes and seeing people in real life or like whatever. Um, and that I feel like never stopped for like a lot of people and, and became like very influential and is now like what, what is now like 100 Gex or whatever w- was yeah. like, I feel like this, this group of people who I could identify this certain like 2006 aesthetic or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I also, I mean, I absolutely am into, you know, I've been to corn concerts, you know, it is for outsiders and that includes all people. It's not just like a white guy thing. There's outsiders of every single stripe. If you go to a corn show, if you go to a new metal concert, it's for people that don't belong and it's a very welcoming environment and it is a fuck you attitude. And that is fun. It's like it, whoever wants to party and, and have fun to this can do it. There's no, uh, it, it's open to everybody. You know, the, I mean, Fred Durst said it forever ago, ladies and fellows and the people that don't give a fuck. So like he knew what was up and how to have a good time Yeah, ex- be- before you had to, <laughs> to come out and do a woke tweet about it, you know? So, uh, I, I mean, I understand it completely. I yeah. just, uh, my free time, you know, don't, I don't have, I can't book, I can't pencil that in. I can't seem to pencil in any Limp Biscuit minutes into my free time. It's the first thing I did when I woke up today. <laughs> the first thing I did when I woke well, it's totally up. totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have done it last night, but I, I think I went to bed at like one o'clock and it had just come out. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but, Brian, can I just tell you, I, I know I'm talking, I know I'm talking so much and I'm you're sorry fine. and I feel we have, rude, no, you're, but you I, on. I'm we, like, we don't I'm have so excited. <laughs> you're, you're fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just having a great time. Like this is all my favorite topics. And, uh, so like I got home last night really, really fucking late, um, and drunk. <laughs> and then I, um, I saw like somebody make a joke tweet about like Limp Bizkit and ICP dropping albums. And I was like, wait, is this real? Is this like, what is going on? And, and so I was just like, I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to fucking listen to it. And I think I listened to it like the best way possible, which is, um, on a, a with a broken headset. So one ear kept going out and then uh like like the tracks kept skipping around. <laughs> like Yeah. That was definitely like a little too messed up to <laughs> to really process it. But I was like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, here's something we can come to agreement you know? on is that I do dearly love music <laughs> and I do not give a fuck about what it comes out of. 
I have like a 999 uh, Bluetooth speaker that I will turn up to volume 10 and think it's like a fucking concert in my house. Well, like I don't, I don't, I am not obsessed with <laughs> fidelity at all. Like I will set my phone on the fucking counter and get down on the ground. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, like that. I'm a music fan in that way. I'm like guy on the bus is playing the phone out loud. Like I scoot closer and I'll just start nodding my head along to that. It's interesting. I just read a whole well, it, fucking article yeah. about how wired headphones are coming back of course and i was like that is such a fucking weird thing to come back dude it never left for me never left for me just saying i bought my phone because it has a headphone jack and i take really good care of it (laughs) and refuse to get a phone without a headphone jack (laughs) that is crazy and there's and there's tens there's there's tens of us there's dozens of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I've met other people who do it too, including my partner. But like, yeah, the um, the uh, to me, it re- really recaptured the essence of listening to Limp Biscuit on a really scratched CDR of MP3s downloaded in the wrong order from from LimeWire, yeah. like on a shitty like CD player. It was, and it was perfect. I had a good- it should be on those on those white <laughs> those white spaceship looking computer speakers, you know, whatever those were. Oh, those were the shit. Yeah, that's how I listen Grimy to so much music, man. Brown, yellow, amber colored, white, originally white speakers. Well, that was our house. That sat in front of the computer. That was our houses because we sat in front of the computer and smoked all day, uh, constantly turning that fucking thing yellow yeah. because we're smoking cigarettes and fucking trying to download scary movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> burning two SV. CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it is like I, I I really love that. Like, oh yeah, go ahead. I I really love the like talking to people that are are significantly sort of younger than me because we were experiencing the internet at the same time, but in completely different ways. I mean, the thing is, like, me and Brett are only five years apart in age, and his experience of the internet in 2000 was totally different than my experience of the internet in 2000. And then now that I do this podcast, the the POD cast, I talk to fucking people. Right. Well, actually, you know, even Shocktober in a way does this because I listen to these shows that were out in 2004, 5, and 6. Like, I'm listening to this stuff that was around at that time where they're talking about the internet too, where they're just like, oh, Dude, Brian, you're an anthropologist. You're an, anthropo- you're an internet archaeologist. You're an internet archaeologist. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, like this is like important cultural research. Like, I'm definitely gonna dip in. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't. I really, I feel bad. I haven't already gotten into the the POD cast. But I don't really know where to start. Also, but I guess I'll just. I mean, there's not many. I know. It's monthly. <laughs> yeah, it's a monthly podcast. There's it's not month, like a yeah. ton of episodes, but like. Uh, I think like one of the the interesting episodes to me are the ones like uh, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory because that album mm. is super important for people five years younger than me. For people my age, yeah, that album's we hated. I hated Lincoln Park. <laughs> When I was into yeah. new metal, I, I bet I hated them so much. I thought they were fucking terrible and whiny and pretty boys. Even though it's like 
so much of new metal was the aesthetic and the look of the people that did it. For some reason, Linkin That's Park right. made me crazy because they were pretty boys. But to be honest, like I thought Fred Durst was a pretty boy. I thought Jonathan Davis was kind of a pretty boy, even though he's like pretty gnarly looking. He's still kind of like hundred percent looks like a pretty boy. He's peacocking, but, but to, yes, but to me. He was fine. <laughs> Fred Durst was fine. And the only reason that is, is because th they came out three years before yeah. Lincoln Park. When you were, you saw them when you were 12 instead They're of people older. saw Lincoln Park when They're, they were 12. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. interesting because Lincoln Park is such an important band to people uh, that like in that genre of music, the episode that we did of the POD cast around hybrid theory was the first time I'd ever heard all of hybrid theory in my life. Cause I just, I completely avoided that mm -hmm. album. And when I reviewed it, I, you know, I was pretty gentle, but like, I was also kind of a dick in a way where I said, this is an album for little kids. Like that, that this album was just made <laughs> for like, for little kids that like were sad and in school. But I mean, people, I, I, it's so hard to stress how important that band was. Like anybody can make fun of Linkin Park, but that was one of the most, I mean, it was, the, I, first of all, you know, their album sales, like, okay. sales show that they're one of the most important bands yes. of this time. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think for me, I, it's, you know, not new metal, I guess. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I'm bad at genre characterization, but the, for me, like um, when My Chemical Romance was coming out, I thought like, this is a band for babies and it's not real punk or like whatever. Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right this, this sucks. And then, but, but now like I go, like I, you know, hanging out with like friends, maybe, you know, uh, a couple years younger than me who all like love my couple romance. I'm like, I kind of get it now. Yeah. This is important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are people I hated my cat. Yeah. Whiny. What happens to you as you get older is that you have this thing where I think you just think that people are whining. Once you get, you know what I'm saying? I like mean, once a you're weird thing. Once you're in your twenties, you realize the teenage stuff does seem whiny. The, the I'm mad at my mom and dad stuff. It's like, Oh, there's a lot more problems in this world. Kid try making a fucking, you know, a paycheck. You know, that's a good point. But then you can come back around though, because oh, I, I came back around. I don't fucking mind listening to teenagers whine. No, I love it, it too. Bother me at all. Yeah, you know? but at the time, my it was, life. at the time, it's just like 20 year olds or 25 year olds or whatever. You know, when you're 20, when you're 28 and you're looking at these 23 year olds complaining about how people were in high school and shit like that. And you're just everyone's like, fake. Yeah. Wise up, fucking genius. You know, you're nobody. And then like me and you used to talk about when you realize MTV isn't for you or if you don't, if you spend too much time being like, I'm just too old for this. Why am I complaining about MTV? It's just not for me anymore. That's what I need to figure out. That's true. I wouldn't fucking like a single minute of MTV programming right now. And that came in my late 20s where it was just like. I was constantly complaining about what was on MTV at the time when I realized mm -hmm. out of nowhere, I was like, uh, I kind of like 
I think I aged out of MTV, just like my parents, just like everybody before me. Like, I remember when I'd be watching like Beavis and Butthead and stuff, people would just be like, they used to fucking play videos on on here like the older people would always bring up like how they fucked it up and like uh mtv right. is probably fine Can I, put up? I don't they know we're probably right they were right about that one i love beavis and butthead with the what, videos what the do movie. you guys think of um of like the um the, the alternative rock radio stations like for me it was wrrv in like the kind of new york area and that's like i think where people get kind of confused like oh evanescence is emo or like what whatever like like because the alternative rock radio station would just kind of play all of that stuff together i and maybe like maybe fuse too i don't know yeah we have an alt rock channel here one of the only independent uh alt rock channels out there uh left in the country and uh there was a period i went through where like i really enjoyed it uh and then i just got annoyed because they played like too much u2 and stuff like that where i was like i just don't <laughs> i don't i just don't yeah, think yeah. i like this yeah that's gonna be a special occasion to put on the u2 you can't just throw this on in a tuesday afternoon when i'm driving yeah i don't want to hear it at all really but well, no. i'll take it once in a while I remember my brothers and I, whenever they would play like Nickelback or Creed on the, on the alt rock radio station, we'd either like joke, joke, ironic thing to it, like in the fun voice, or we just change the channel or something. Cause it's just like, Oh, this again. But it, that definitely happened a lot. <laughs> it's so <laughs> odd. People don't listen to radio at all though. Radio is like as such a dead medium now that I'd be interested if people tried to even go back like that. I, I wonder if that nostalgia is going to happen where people are like interested in FM radio. Although I don't think you can be because they don't program yeah. it for people to actually enjoy. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just like growing, growing up in the, early 2000s it was still a thing and people yeah. still like called in and requested stuff and the people were still doing that you know yeah um, I, and it I was just an aspect did. of i think the, con the conception yeah i i yeah once, I, I, I mean i loved it i every every night i once called Sorry. the uh i called the local hard rock station when i was like a teenager and said can you play corn and that person that the guy that was djing laughed at me and said no we're never gonna play corn now they <laughs> they play corn oh, almost yeah. exclusively but i just remember <laughs> being like i know it's so funny like the way that radio was back then was just that was so stupid like I, I wish i hope that one day Somebody on FM radio just says, fuck it. I'm going to put some weird shit on my air and see if people get into it. And I could see people like being like, you got to listen to FM radio because it's got this fucking weird shit on it. Independent Playground is still a pretty good hour of music <laughs> you can tune into each week in Columbus. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say there's often like a weirdo college radio type shit in in most cities for for our area it's wfmu 
Um, oh, yeah. oh, and lucky they're duck. still going strong. I know. I, like growing up with that, it's just, I think it, I think it it's really like, helped. It's like, like when pretty people say looks don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We got like a head start, like when we were like children with all the good shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is nice. Okay. And then my, my one last thing that I really want to run by what is my theory about the proximity to queerness and new metal, uh, which is what I was hinting at before with like, kind of like, it's so like, I'm friends with, um, the, you know, the band machine girl, they're really cool. And I think they're really relevant to your, like, to like the new, to the new metal revival because I, they're I one don't. of these groups. They're great. They're, they're, they have like a, a, a kind of backbeat drumming, um, like live drummer. And then it's, uh, like crazy sampling and it's, it's, it's kind of electronic. Um, so it's very like contemporary, but very much influenced by new metal. Um, and, you know, legions of like queer and trans kids like love this like scene of like a bunch of acts that they're friends with and stuff like that. And I think like acts like Dorian Electra and a hundred gecks have like wholesale stolen, like a, a lot like of, or like this, this other act called like the garden. I think like, I feel like the, they're like the much more like music industry plants that are just kind of siphoning off <laughs> this right. like energy from, <laughs> from the real freaks. And, and, and so I, I'm thinking about like, like the different, um, like like references in in Limp Biscuit, like three dollar bill queer queer as a three dollar bill is a very like well known phrase in the queer community. Like there's a there's a a, a gay bar here called three dollar bill. Like there's like calling your album significant other. You know, similar to um, ladies and fellas and people who don't give a shit. Very interesting to me. Like there's like something going on there where it's like, I don't know, like, uh, I would not be surprised if there was something going on there. Let me just say this, um, about God, Brett, when would that show the first new metal show we ever did, like would have had to have been in 2014 or 15 with, with, uh, uh, Magda Siebert. That was when we I was in Columbus. So that was like 2017 or 2018. So it would have been 2017, 2018. We did a special new metal podcast with uh Magda Siebert. She writes um she writes like horror books now. And uh she had written this piece mm. for Toilet of Hell about like new metal was like instrumental and her finding out that she was trans in that like Jonathan Davis was like this this like was like this guy that that like I don't know I I cannot remember what her explanations were but it, it it's like a really fun episode it's way back in the Patreon but like uh Maybe I'll find we, it. Thank yeah, you. That'll, it's way that'll be very helpful to my yeah. research. <laughs> we talk about a lot of that stuff because it it was it was a it's a pretty crazy episode and it's also I did give credit to Limp Biscuit too. What? On their musicianship. I said it was top notch, but Fred Durst is atrocious. 
Yeah, people hate. I mean, Fred, Brett hates Fred Durst, which is like he's the guy I like. That's fair. He fucks it up for cool white boys. I hate that he's the he's he can't be in the spotlight. He fucks it up for cool white boys so bad. He does it so wrong. It's an embarrassment to cool white boys. I don't think he's trying to be cool though. Yeah, he or sucks. No, for he that. is trying to be cool, but he's in, in like a what, oh God. He should just come out as like bi or whatever, and I, it would be amazing. It just it would make so much sense. It, everything would fit into place. <laughs> He's a <laughs> really weird fucking I dude, think- man. I, I I find him to be. I mean, I he hasn't. I, not a lot of people have had the the kind of life or career he's had and and i think like one of these days somebody's gonna make a fucking movie or he's gonna write a book or something because the dude went from like beloved to the most hated guy in the world and has been sort of trying to build his way back and uh i i find that to be like a really interesting he has a really interesting story he's one of those people that like i would watch a movie about fred durst because he, i don't know it's an interesting totally. story yeah and uh I, I i mean you're right and brett's right like part of what drew me to that kind of music back when I was really, you know, when when I was a teenager was like, um, I used to always tell people like emotion was so important to me. And, and I always tell the story about the first time I heard the corn song, daddy, where he cries for the last like eight minutes of the song. And like, I remember hearing that the first time and just saying like, this dude like cares so much about his music that he's crying to make it. And it, it was, that was when I fell in love with new metal. It it was like, I think part of me was like the sadness. Cause I had been listening to like Pantera and shit before that. And also yeah. like I'd been listening to like Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam and stuff because I didn't know about this other scene. And like corn was like a feeling that I understood, like a fucking angry sadness that like I had felt my whole life. I, I still kind of get that way at times. I'm a little more healthy. I'm a little less on the angry side these days, but like, Angry, helpless sadness is really like something that new metal got across. And I feel like it did a really good job of that. And that's why it grabbed so many teenagers of all different types, because like it's such a teenage feeling to have. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also, I think like, you know, to like, I, cause I heard you talking about, Woodstock 99 and I think to your like I think that with with like a documentary like that that is obviously some sort of like um state department project um I think there's something um there to like music that um agitates people and um makes people uh like uh makes people's feelings um feel recognized and valid about like the state of the world and and how it's like it is so fucked up you want to break stuff like it is and yeah and 
and that was that's like a validating thing for for a lot of people um and like you know and it's why it like i think attracts like misfits of of all types and like that sort of like proximity of like um misfits and queerness like it it kind of goes hand in hand which it's like it's such a shame that like they did um all in the family because i think that kind of disrupted something that was like building organically yeah um because like the rest of that album right the rest of that album is like so much about like um you know it's 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 against like it's it's i don't know it, it it's I don't know. It, it it's it, all in the family just really undercuts the rest of the message of the album. Is what I'm trying to say. I hate that song and, so and much. I, <laughs> it sucks. Like, and it's like, why did they have to? Why did they do this? You know, like, and it's it, like, you know it, but it it's does. It's almost um. It almost feels like doing it for the male gaze. Just it seems like just to be like yeah. we're still guys that are still renegades that say stuff that's hurtful all the time too. You know, we're not just always like emotional and in touch with how we feel and, and hang out with each other. We also say really fucked up shit, too. I also think that that album, like when you put that album in, in that album in the context that it was in, uh, that song makes a lot more sense because like this this album uh, Life is Peachy had just come out. Adidas was kind of a hit. Like they were playing it sometimes on MTV and, and corn was like picking up steam and the label sort of gave them almost infinite money to make this album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, they were just, I think at the time, like trying to just have fun and, and they wanted to, ha- they wanted to feel like they were having a good time while they're making this album. They were trying to get across that they were partying. We're rock stars now. Uh, we're not just, we're, we're on another level, you know, we're arena rock stars. Now. Well, yeah, to, to, to Brett's, to Brett's point, like part of it is like, in, like, you know, um, like kind of pumping your chest being like, this is how dudes insult each other at the time. Cause literally the, whole entire internet was littered with like throwing the epsilon around constantly. So it's like, yeah, we're dudes too. We're going to do it too, you know? And like Eminem also at the time uh, was uh, getting a shitload of, you know, bad press and good press, whatever about like, (laughs) like his like homophobic language and, like I mean, bad press is in like all press is good press. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like they're getting he's getting a lot of negative attention for that, and there's a lot of dollar signs and incentives for like <laughs> throwing another group under the bus to get a bunch of negative attention and then clicks or whatever. Um, which uh, Eminem is another interesting figure to kind of like have to be like, yeah, I'm I. Um, I'm sorry. I'm doing a song with Elton John now or whatever. (laughs) Um, Uh, It's just like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I I do want to say also that like, so before we went to the gathering of the juggalos and we wanted to, we wanted to like, I had 
I went on a vacation with my family to a wedding down in Asheville, and I had just listened to Violent J's book from from ICP, and I was listening to a lot of their music, and I was just like sort of consuming any uh, band, a- any ICP content for a period i just had gotten super into them again uh over the summer for like a month and um maybe two months and uh i read this piece and i don't remember the site it's from it's not that hard to find but uh you know violent j does this interview and he says like uh any of that anti-gay stuff that they had done he's like i feel absolutely terrible about all that stuff i'm embarrassed to look at my daughter uh when she hears that kind of stuff and she has asked me why i did it and i don't have a good explanation other than i was just a stupid street kid at in in the late 80s and and early 90s and that's like just how people talked all the time and it was just this moment of like i just really admired the dude so much because there is also another direction you can go with that and say people are too sensitive and people shouldn't be offended by this stuff but he said that like any anybody that turns on one of those old albums and hears me like using the f slur or doing any of the stuff that they did he's like anybody who tunes those albums in like if 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 they're gay or trans like it it makes me feel horrible that they're going to hear that and it's going to ruin their enjoyment of this or or that it's going to make them feel bad and and like he has like uh, uh, he was he like struck this like really genuine apologetic kind of tone and also tried to explain himself and it was it was one time where i saw somebody who like who grew and also explained themselves and didn't like mm-hmm. didn't like say fuck you if I think, you're a fan I think that's good yeah, I thought it was I I, yeah, I, I really yeah. admired it. <laughs> he he also he also redeemed himself by um embracing the furry community, yes. which is like, you know, <laughs> let no homophobes pass. So, it's it, 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 I think that's beautiful. And I also read the whole Wikipedia for All in the Family earlier, and they, you know, both Limp Bizkit or and Corn like seem to have expressed regret about it a lot and they they wanted to like attribute it to like you know the big um making it big and drug life and stuff like that but uh, you know it's it it it, it, they seem pretty genuine about it like um there's some good like quotes from reviews at the time um of uh where like you know um they I don't know. They, they talk about like, yeah, how it undercuts the rest of the album's message. And like, I don't know. They, they seem to think that it, it was just like uh, almost like a character that they, that they were doing or something. And it's like, ugh, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think they do have regret about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. 
Of course. Yeah, I um, I will definitely um, message you about um, anime music videos, Brian. And okay. thank you so much for your time, guys. Thank yeah, you. That was, awesome. that was <laughs> great. Guest appearance from uh, OK Fox from the that Art and cool. Labor podcast. It kicked ass. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. And that was Street Fight Radio, the call-in program. Um, I'm so happy that we don't have a bunch of party poopers that aren't that are staying at home and calling into a radio show. They're all at parties right now. They're going to go into work with a hangover on Monday. That's why we love and support all y'all and what you do. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday night for another stream. Uh, we're going to start at 7 p.m. earlier lifestyle for uh, my mental health. And then uh, we'll be back next Sunday, 8, eight o'clock. You can uh, call in. Maybe even 6.45 if we can pull that off. 6.45 for what? Wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, so I can watch wrestling. Okay. If we can start at 6.45, that's what time I'd like to start. Because then we're done and time for dynamite and I can light the fuse. Dynamite. All right. Okay. Have a good night, everybody. It Peace was fun. to the Middle East. Thank you, Kenneth. It's no secret that our governments have fostered a culture of corruption in which special interests and big donors advance their interests at the expense of everyday people. The pharmaceutical industry does not create cures. They create customers.